into to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome to AfterBuzz TV. I'm Mindy Thomas, and this is the season finale after show of Dig on the USA Network. And I'm talking Armageddon protocol, a lot of intellectual intrigue. Amazing finale. Hey, everyone. I'm Andrea Fasano, and you can tweet me at Andy Fasano. And Mindy, you are so absolutely right. But first, before we get into anything about the finale, guys, we have a big announcement. We have Ori Pfeffer, who plays... Detective Golan Cohen, that's right, I said it correctly, Golan, not Golan, and we are so excited, he's going to be calling in in just a few minutes, so you guys stay tuned, and um, I can't even believe it's going to happen, yay, we thought we lost him last week, but don't worry, he'll be here. So our, it's no longer a mystery guest, we have we have him here tonight. We know tonight. who it is, yeah. And you know, I was so disturbed all week long because of what had happened to his character on Dig, that I'm thrilled that he's going to be here tonight. Absolutely. And we totally got the insight as to really what happened when that car hit him, what information he had from the psych, uh, the young psycho, yeah. if you will, or alleged Gregory Donaldson, exactly. Psycho. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the alleged psycho. Right. Because who they say at the end that put him in there? Margrove put him in there. Oh my gosh, I just can't believe it. I'm I'm really excited because I feel like, like you said, he was killed off last week. A lot of people were upset about it. And he can be here to kind of clear up some things for us from the grave. And, you know, we were going back and forth with, he was still present in this episode. It's not like he was completely gone. So I'm really happy about that. So his presence was still there. And that's scene. true. A lot so. of the show starting off where there was the hit and run a reflection from last week mm-hmm. and he had been stabbed grotesquely oh. as there was the mem- mirror image in Emma Wilson's eye. Which, or in his eye of Emma Wilson. Right. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> and it was just brilliant. And so then he left a message I know. in his own blood for Peter Connolly. And we didn't even know who that was the whole time. We're going, what? Who? Rebecca, she wouldn't have wrote that. How? And then until we discovered, uh, what was it? Until he got, Peter Connolly got the... The file at the U.S. Embassy. Exactly. Well, his office, inside of his office at the very end he takes, he's like, I'm going to pack up some things. So he finds her picture and then he finds the file on his desk. And we are going to go to Ori right now. Hi, Ori. Thanks for joining us today. Are you there? Yep, or- Ori's on the line. This is Scott with USA Network. Oh, hey, Scott. How are you? Welcome, Scott, I'm with good. USA. How are you? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> doing good, doing good. How are you doing tonight? Good, good. Oh, um, Ori, do we have you on the line? Yes, you do. Awesome. Detective Golan Cohen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and where were you watching the season finale tonight? Yeah, super excited. Did you guys watch it? Is it Eastern Time? Uh... Feed. Did you see it on uh, on the East Coast already? Um, we yes, we already we're on the um, we're West? on the West Coast, and we just watched the East Coast feed. Oh, you did. Yeah, where are you right All now? Right. 
Are you? Uh, I'm uh, I'm on the, I'm in the West Coast. I'm gonna watch it with uh, Gideon and uh, the whole bunch. Oh, and, uh, how awesome! Very good. In a little bit. Awesome. Yeah. Well, what was one of your favorite experiences working on the show this season? Well, definitely uh, traveling the world with it. You know, we started off in uh, Jerusalem, and then uh, we ventured off to Croatia, that substitute for Jerusalem. Oh, good to know. Uh, Yeah, and from there we traveled on to New Mexico, that substituted for the interiors, the the indoor shots for Jerusalem and then back to Croatia. So all around the world, it's been, uh, it's been a crazy ride, a crazy nine months. I think, uh, more than anything, uh, to be part of this great story. I mean, I had such a fun role and I had so much fun with it. And just, uh, I had uh, the blessing of having like, uh, crazy chemistry with my partner and that's something you can't fake or you can just hope for. No, totally. And we saw that. Yeah, so that was rad. We we remained good friends. And, uh, yeah, so many things. So many things were awesome and great. Just <laughs> from the action to, uh, you know, whipping your gun out and uh, chasing the bad guys. I love that sort of thing. Yeah, well, you were really believable, and I loved watching you with Jason Isaacs and Ann H., and you just pulled off an incredible performance on that level. I know you're real famous in Israel and more and more famous here in the United States of America. So uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. We can't tell you, Ori, how much, um, how excited we are because both of us and all of your fans, Twitter exploded of how upset they were that you got killed off last week. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool to get all that love Definitely. resurrected. Yeah. I almost, I almost went back to the edit room and changed the ending and uh, threw myself back. <laughs> We all wish you did. We wish you did. Maybe they did like a tracheotomy or something. I mean, it was really past uh, due. Yeah. <laughs> I was so disturbed all week long. And then lo and behold, you're back to life tonight. So this is a real treat to have you on. It really was. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Girl. So Thanks for bringing me back alive. <laughs> is there anything uh, in, in terms of behind the scenes that you want to share with uh, getting along with um, Ann H and, and just um, Gideon Raff and Tim Kring? Did you have a lot of interaction? Was the director an actor's director, could you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a show. Well, one of the things that the way that uh, Giddy and Tim decided to work on the show was to not hand out the script beforehand, just as we went along. So as the story developed, it was fun for us to just, you know, grow with it. And every time I was handing the script, I was like, oh, my God, did I just read that? So it was super exciting. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, working, because Giddy and I are both from Jerusalem and we grew up two two streets apart, uh, we kind of knew uh, the type, the environment, the ambience of what we wanted for at least my line. Mm-hmm. And it was great that Giddy gave me a lot of freedom to bring in all basically my life experience because that's the backdrop of my childhood you know being uh in jerusalem so it was super exciting you know to shoot the first scene the first scene that we shot i think it's in the second episode where 
Jason and I are in the car, and I ask him about the seminary, where I have, like, a ton of dialogue, right. and then Jason turns and goes, uh-huh. And I'm like, we have all, everybody in the world and the sister there watching. And this is the road that I used to walk to school. Oh. So you're like a boy in the hood, man. (laughs) Yeah, turning uh, to one another and like, can you fucking believe this? How great this shit is? So, you know, we uh, I've always wanted to do a show here and Giddy was doing and here we were doing this amazing thriller back at home. Wow. It was like, uh, so reality takes over the imagination. Well, that is so cool of your hometown, Jerusalem, yeah. man, to bring it there. And it yeah. just, what a, what a blessing. It's like a dream come true, it yeah. sounds like, really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, Jason has uh, his little sticks. He comes, uh, he comes to work with a boombox, so... <laughs> It's pretty neat. All the time there's music playing on the set, and you're always, like, shaking your booty, waiting to get up on stage and do your thing. And and once you're up there, you're already grooving. So Yeah, you guys had to be in some good shape, man, because you were booking on a lot of those scenes, in and out of tunnels and up stairwells and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah, I was was so stressed before that I uh, did a triathlon just to get in shape. Oh, my goodness. Sweet. Uh, yeah, but it was always a constant battle between Jason and me. Who's going to be first? Who's going to make it to that, like, to the to where we needed to go first? He was like, I was eight before beauty, man. But he was fighting for it, and uh, it was nice. We had this kind of like, no, I'll get it. No, I'll get it. No, I was constantly tripping one another and just, like, fucking each other's shit just to, you know. It's to like look you, cool because everybody wants to look cool. Yeah, I mean, it, that, you know what's so great to hear about that? It's like you guys were just basically being your characters all the time. So it made it really easy and that definitely portrayed on screen for all of us. Yeah, and you had warned him it wasn't going to turn out good for him about uh, <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, a lot of your camaraderie and. Uh, chemistry totally turned up on camera and a lot of followers, um, you know, of this show and we've been getting a lot of incredible feedback. So is there anything else you'd like to share uh, tonight? Well, you know, I have, two, I have two little daughters and, uh, they came, uh, they came to, uh, New Mexico and Croatia with me, which was, uh, months on end. And Jason's family just moved back to London. So, I had two girls and Jason. So basically, oh. every night after the day was done, he'd come over to our house. My wife was cooking him dinner and, you know, cradle, cradling him in her arms. And just like, <laughs> all of a sudden, I was a father of three. <laughs> That's great. Did you guys so that, ever meet before the show? No, we haven't. We wow. haven't. It was so funny, too, because... When we when we first started out, the uh, director of the pilot, S.J. Uh, uh, Clarkson, right, said to me, "Yo, Ori, you know this is like you hate this guy and this guy hates you, and you know we're gonna go to dinner tonight. You're gonna meet Jason. I don't want I, I just don't want you to like interact with him and just like try to maintain that you know that 
that tension. <gasps> That's and so the moment, That's And smart. the moment we got introduced, <laughs> we were like, oh, my God, you're from this. You're from, oh, you know this dude. And all of a sudden, we became friends within two seconds. So all that shit went out the window. <laughs> yeah, the, like, okay. <laughs> the director was shit out of luck with, that, with both of you. <laughs> Well, now, yeah, Pe- Peter yeah. Connolly's character, he was wanting you to kind of follow his lead a lot, and then you were fed up with that, right? Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> um, this is my town. This is my turf. We're doing it my way. Exactly. But uh, he, uh, you know, he was right. <laughs> so most of the time, he yeah. had a good hunch for the story. Yes, that's what we loved. We loved that he was always one step like right there with with what was going on. I just want to ask you a quick question about the show. How did you feel about the finale and the way it ended as far as a lot of people's characters getting discovered, but that prophecy is still hanging in the air? Say again, come again. Uh, I lost you there the last uh, bit. No problem. I said, uh, you know, a couple of people's, uh, actually, everyone's characters basically came to fruition and they were exposed in this finale, but the prophecy itself still kind of hangs in the air, and I was just wondering how you felt about that. Well, I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen the last, oh, last episode yet. There you so, go. <laughs> uh, I, can't, uh, I can't tell you thoroughly my uh, answer. No problem. But, uh, um, I don't know, from what I remember from reading the, the, the script of the last, uh, episode, it kind of all came together. There was like a conclusion. Maybe you can fill me in. Maybe they edited differently. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things for us throughout this whole season was the huge overtone of religion and how a lot of the fans still, I mean, their their whole race with this prophecy. How did you feel being from Jerusalem and being in a show that was so heavily religious-based? Did it affect you at all? Well, I'll tell you, I I think uh, the show really taps into something that um, is existing, and it's all around us. We're not aware of it, but it's easy, like, to go online and check it out. Where people, you know, you have communities that try to raise a kid, just like uh, Josh in the story. Mm-hmm. And the Israeli Shimbet comes down and uh, tears it down, sets the boy free. There's millions of dollars streaming into uh, different organizations looking for a heifer, a red heifer. So basically, everything that the show touches on is based in reality. And all that jazz is, is all around us constantly. Because, you know, be it if you're Christian, you know, for the prophecy to be fulfilled, uh, the, the Dome of the Rock needs to go down, and then the Jews have to rebuild it, and then that's going to have to, you know, come down. And then Jesus comes back. So everybody has a little chip in the whole game. And I think the show is just about fanaticism, you know, and fanaticism, not just in religion, but just, you know, in ourselves. What what are the things that we're so fanatic about that we're willing to sacrifice so much blindly and forget ourselves? And I think that's the important uh, lesson and the important thing that the show elicits. And this is something I totally relate to to, you know, be it uh, that Jason, Jason's character, Peter, with his path and letting that go and just, like, holding on, holding on to grief and, and, you know, Golan has his path and he's gay and just, like, 
going away from a world that doesn't accept it. So all these different elements, I think, at the end of the day, tell our story with that crazy backdrop of, you know, this conspiracy that is in the making in reality. So to your question, <laughs> it still goes on in the world, you know? Yeah. It's not resolved. It's still going on. Right. Well, today in the United States, it's the National Day of Prayer. So our prayers are certainly with you, Jerusalem, and the peace. May God's peace, you know, be with you and also your hometown there. Thank you. And all around the world. I, all I, around I, the world. Yeah. I think right. it's one of those things that you saying this here on our show is a really big thing for our audience and uh, to hear because I think people in America don't really think that way. We don't know that people are running around looking right. for red heifers and being fanatics, like you said. And I think people don't think about that in their everyday lives. And there are people who dedicate their lives to that sort of thing. And it it is kind of nuts, but it's an awareness in itself. Yeah. Yeah. R- Right. And I think, uh, I hope that at least some of the people go like, what? Is this real? And then look it up and then go, oh my God, it is real. Yeah. And then just, you know, sit around the table at home and, you know, with your kids or your spouse and ask one another, what does it mean to you? And, you know, and by asking these type of questions, you gotta, uh, you, you, force yourself and another person to really solidify what your beliefs are and Mm -hmm. hopefully at the base of everything it's love man there you go nothing else and not Emma's kind of love. Oh, no, do I we lose him? I think we may have, but, you know, that. what an awesome <laughs> What thing. a way to end it! <laughs> Ori, you still there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we thought we lost you. What a good way to end, though, by saying love. That's well, awesome. <laughs> and let me just ask, is there anything that you're working on right now that we can look out for you on another project, a film, or a TV show? Yeah, I got I, I have a film that uh, premiered in Sundance called princess that is going to come out soon and i have one more thing uh that i can't talk about so hopefully we'll all hear about it soon and i'll be uh allowed to to talk about it oh that would be great we'll be watching yeah when you're no longer sworn to secrecy give us a call back (laughs) yeah exactly it's like all my friends are like you knew that you were gonna die why didn't you tell me you were gonna die like i can't Oh Certain my gosh. Things you just can't say. Everything in due time. Absolutely. If you were my friend though, I would kill you for not telling me because that that was one of the I mean that had to be the biggest shocker. I mean besides Emma Watson coming back to life essentially, you dying was the biggest shocker to us. So And, and it was so what a disturbing death. You were so believable and I, Yeah. I um, know. That, that was an epic death. And watch I out. still feel it down my throat. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awful. Hey, well, watch out for those Rebecca's out there, okay? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. I caught them all out of my phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Ori, you have been a pleasure, and I can't tell you how much we are honored to have you on the show, and thank you so, so much for joining us. And give your of wife... Of course, thanks and- for having me. I'm glad that you follow the show and uh, talked about her show, and then like I said, next time I need to break down a script, I'm going to send it to you girls first. Yes! break it down like you post the show, and then I'm going to start working on it. All right, man, we're in your corner. Well, hugs, All right. hugs to your family, and God bless you. Yes.
Thank you. All right, ladies. Bye, take care, and thank you so much to bye. Scott. All right, bye. <laughs> bye, Ori. Have a good night. Enjoy the show. Okay, he is every bit as oh, a cool cat as what I thought he would love be. Love him. I mean, what an awesome guy. I know. Before we lose him, I just want to say thank you so much for, to Scott for setting that up because that was an incredible interview for us. Yeah. So it was really great. And he, uh, from the he, USA Network. Yeah. Yes, from USA Network um, and NBC Universal. Seriously, Ori Pfeffer is a gentleman and a scholar. Let's just say that. <laughs> hey, and I'm excited cool we're going to get his next script. I, I mean, know. I can't wait to break it down. I mean, what an honor for us, right? I'll work some scenes with that you, Ori. Says I'm just something. saying, if you, you know. <laughs> Give me some feedback too, there, brother. That totally <laughs> says something, and uh, he, it's so funny. He was—I didn't even get to tell him this, but Ori, I'm going to send this link to you, so you better watch it. He was when we first started, and I did my first show, which was episode two. The first person that I tweeted to try and get on the show, and he said yes, but we had no idea. Are you in Jerusalem? Are you in yeah. America? Are you in the East Coast, West Coast? Where are you? And he said yes, but I had no other way of getting in touch with him, and then they somehow got in touch with me, and I'm like, thank you, because you just made our after And that's perfect timing, because, yeah, we definitely want to hit on some highlights, but that we've seen the season finale, you know, then we can just kind of break it down. Absolutely. Chit-chat, do some live And he had chat. so much yeah. to say, and he didn't even see the finale. I love it. That was so much insight into the whole show and the behind the scenes. So that was really cool. Well, I believe he was saying he's going to watch some with the cast and crew tonight. They're going to have uh, their finale party. I'm sure they're having a party. Exactly. That'd be amazing. So cool. Ori, we didn't ask you where it was. We should crash it after. Well, here in LA, (laughs) we know that much. He's here in Southern California. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be thinking about him tonight and through, oh my gosh, yeah, through the weeks ahead. What a cool, what a cool guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to chit chat there. So, uh, Thank you for, for making that happen. Thank Andrea. you. Thank you to the world of Twitter because it was people who reached out to us and that's how it works. So you guys, we do listen to you comment. There's so much today between the episode itself and our show. What do you think? What do you think of Ori? Tell us. And you know, I can't believe this is it, Mindy. I'm going to miss you. <laughs> well, hey, you know, he's got a film coming out um, at the Sundance Film Festival, another project he's working on he can't really go into right now. So he's got a lot of things in the works, yep. especially after working with these big cheeses like you know, Gideon Rapp and Tim Kring and uh, some of the dudes that uh, he worked with and, and also females. Now, I wanted to get into the, the finale some tonight. Is that okay? Let's do it. Let's All right, do because, our little recap. Yeah, I want to I want to recap this because it was very intellectually stimulating. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it was what I expected. No, I think it was actually anticlimactic was a word that was fed to me while somebody was texting me when we were watching the show. And I want to say, yeah, a little bit, but it wasn't totally anticlimactic. I just can't believe that the whole prophecy thing wasn't answered. But that's more of a personal, you know, oh, why didn't that happen? But I think a lot was revealed that I'm pretty satisfied with it. I'm good to go. Yeah, they pulled from uh, a little bit about the prophecy about the blood moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Lynn, of course, she had been hit Bad with a nightstick. Oh, man. Ugh. she That Liat was taken out. Mm-hmm. And then she had to get out of the vehicle uh, and uh, very aggressively. <laughs> she was amazing. Woo! To the jugular. You know, you now know what she was working on when she and Peter Connolly were off somewhere. Remember when they did, was it not practicing, but, you know, they had their... Um, what is the word? Fighting training. 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 Yes. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, they're training. So you know, it worked. She learned something and saved her life. 
Yes, she definitely played that very strongly mm-hmm. tonight. And then you've got Avram. He was uh. trying to put a weapon in his pocket again, but he ends up with the red heifer. <laughs> Third time. <laughs> wasn't a charm. You're not going to do it. But that's the best way it could have ended. I think as a fan of Avram's, I didn't want to see him kill anyone. You know, no. you want to see him win, but you don't want to see him have to kill someone, especially a 13 year old boy, even if we can't stand that character. <laughs> yeah. So he ended up with what he wanted, which was really great. Yeah. And his friend, Red. Red. He stole him. <laughs> Good. And the underwater system, I totally called that Udi, uh, Detective Cohen's friend, mm-hmm. special friend, <laughs> uh, knew the water system. And so thus the Armageddon protocol and, uh, they were led up a blind alley, though, from Emma and Margrove. Remember? Because yep. at the beginning of the show, Peter's in the dig with Margrove, who asked him to come out there. He had to show him something. Mm-hmm. And then they try to lead him off on the Armageddon Protocol, but they don't know he's got Udi in his back pocket. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to find out what's up. Well, Emma thinks she's pretty much home free. And, well... What do you think of how all of that went up until this point? I kind of feel I'm going to go back to the waterways because I just didn't understand. Yes, the they set him up to do the Armageddon protocol, but then he saved even being set up by having the ditch or the well, you know, all the water rushed down the shaft. So it's like what that was a lot of hype for nothing. But I guess that's the arc of the story. And then, oh, my gosh, everything with Emma. Wilson. (laughs) I almost said Watson. Everything with Emma Wilson and him. That's the true um, identification of a psychopath who does all of these things and hurts so many people and then is like, but I love you. Will you run away with me? Oh, and you know, love gets them every time. Remember the whole season, I kept talking about that symbol on her back. Yep. And now I know she's like the ultimate backstabber. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, that symbol actually meant something there. Yeah, it was uh, metaphorical. Yeah, how did you feel about her and him and that whole, I mean, the fact that she was basically behind it all. She wasn't just a pawn. She was, you know, the player. She had everything in her pocket. So at 15, she says, I discovered what had happened to my daddy and basically she ends up hating Margrove. Thus, that's why she kept his her enemy closer exactly. than her friends. And But oopsie daisy, she ended up falling in love with Peter Connolly. Doesn't make sense. And so there's one, she's got the split personality going yeah. on, right? The one part of her totally shut down, then she became hate-oriented. But, you know, hey, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that they want justice themselves. And they want to take it on. They want to just move in revenge. And this is a good program. This is a good season finale where you can see where that is all going to lead you. Now, hating Which is nowhere, ever. Revenge doesn't lead to anything good. Yeah, because... She got caught. She even said, hating Margrove is the only thing that kept me alive. That's some serious, you know, words to say there. Like emotions. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so Peter's like, because you're nightmares, you know, you're going to let half the world die. Right. And she needed Peter to stop the order of Mariah. So I really uh, liked that they let us in on all the answers at the end with their conversation. Which I guess you just answered my question about the waterways and stuff. So he, since he diverted that, I guess, with the... Right, because the Essene and he were in there trying to stop the bomb, mm-hmm. right? And 
they realized they couldn't really stop the bomb, so they re they diverted their efforts, if you will, into with the sledgehammer and knocking right. the wall down, and then going deeper so that the waterway would be rerouted. I guess mm-hmm. so it didn't ruin the city, correct? Which would have fulfilled the order of Mariah because then the temple would have come down. Yes, and then she didn't care really about that because. She was running away with her treasure anyway. And so the SC knew that Peter was going to be significant, but we didn't really know how. Mm-hmm. And then they end up teaming together, saving the city, saving all these lives together, which mm-hmm. was pretty profound because it seems Very. like the SC wasn't always that good guy. No, not from the beginning. We thought he was bad for four episodes or so. Yeah. But it was pretty cool. I have to say, you know, we always keep saying, what's the prophecy? What's the end going to be? How would they even do a season two? And, you know, there are a lot of things left unanswered. If you think about it, the entire prophecy, because you know it's not over for the rabbi, it's, I mean, Pastor Billingham dead this episode. How crazy was that? Oh, yeah. The little high priest is with the wardrobe guy. Mm -hmm. And then he starts taking over. He's like, hey, you remember Moses and the promised land, buddy? He didn't make it in, and neither are you, okay? This is your time, and you're out. He was a little 13-year-old shit. If I had anything to say about it, yeah. (laughs) Well, then he starts getting worked up. He's talking to Faye in the other room, which Faye carried the babies Mm -hmm. in her womb and even made reference of that. And he's like, listen, we're going to have to... We don't need him anymore, actually. And then he's going off on this rant about how God's putting him through this test and and then how the little boy's filled with Satan and he's trying to figure it out in his natural mind. That's why if you're gonna study the Bible, you gotta go supernatural. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying tweet me if you need more info on that, okay? Because I studied that book now for about twenty five years. Oh my goodness. I got something to say about it. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's my two cents. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> supernatural. Okay, but yeah, it was it was definitely getting freakish. And I loved what Ori said on the interview about fanaticism. Mm-hmm. Wow, he just nailed that in the coffin. Like, that is just the the one emotion or whatever description, right, right, adjective description. for the whole show and even the whole season is like fanaticism. And so there the, the you know, Tad is going off in his fanatical way. And and I thought Faye was going to take him out, but he eats some kind of peanut and chokes. Mm-hmm. He just went. She's like, Bye. Oh, well. Okay. But so- that's what I'm saying. So with him dying and all those, you know, things happening, there is a lot left for season two. The treasure in itself, guess what? They didn't escape with that stuff. So that's going to go into holding somewhere. And I bet you someone else is after that. Are we going to have a season two? I would, I hope so. It's all based on the ratings, you know, so I was trying to do a lot of research today, but I don't have a final word on that. Me neither. I did see that it said a mini series. One of the sites called it a mini series finale, which I think is weird because you don't really hear of a second mini series, but I haven't heard of that be called, dig be called a mini series since. So I don't, well, let me just talk about Lynn for a minute. I've got to go back into her because she ends up back at the U.S. consulate and she goes to the guy that's over the U.S. ambassador, yes. the man in charge. She's got her envelope uh, cutter and she's ready to take care of some business if she has to, God forbid. And uh, she goes in there and tells him to get off the phone. And I mean, she is just, this was 
some some believable action. It was amazing, and that she could be so strong when you know she's so petite she's and so feminine, tiny. and but she had her life to lose. Literally at that point, all that was left was her life. She almost escaped it twice. Now you know, so yeah, and and she knows. She says, "Look, the U.S. ambassador is in on this," and I loved my favorite one of my favorite lines of the movie was when he's like, "Escort Ambassador Rydell out." Yes, I'm like, yes, finally justice. Ah. Yeah, and she was handcuffed. Oh, yeah, and she was pissed. I'm surprised she didn't go after her or him. I could see her doing that, lashing out, but... And she kept just blaming delusional. She's delusional. Right. If someone's calling someone delusional, you're delusional. Probably. And Lynn did look with the blood all over her. She looked a mess. She's a complete mess. But, you know, that doesn't happen out of nothing. It doesn't just get created. You don't throw blood on yourself in the morning. But she was quick on her feet, and she's like, look... This is going to come back on you, and I'm going to let everybody know that the Temple of the Mount went down because you were not responsible exactly. to that man. And he knew, oh, she just got my Achilles heel. I can't let that happen. I so know. I'm I, so glad that he listened to her. And that was a really big moment because we also didn't know if he was in on it with the ambassador. So it was bold of Lynn to go over to him and, and kind of be like... I'm either going to turn around and get that envelope cutter in my throat or, you know, he's going to do what I say because he believes me. And I like the directing on that particular scene because as he was pulling away from her, I was thinking they're going to fire Lynn to the ground. Yeah. That she's just going to be shredded. When she was just like, go, your choice, buddy. Right. right. (laughs) Save the world or not. (laughs) And it was very endearing because her passion was a lot for not only the professional relationship, but the love I think she really has in her heart for Peter as well. Mm -hmm. I saw that a little bit at the end when they had that look walking up the stairs when he was leaving Emma. Um, But she kind of, she kind of ignored it, I think. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I had no idea that Emma was going to be quite the psycho that she was. And she had fallen for Peter and he walks off at the end, doesn't even look back. And I love that energy. Like he is free. She has totally trapped herself. He says, in two minutes, you'll hear sirens. And it was a little before that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but no, he was right. They were surrounding and they were coming in on her and she was like the melting witch at that point. I know. Yes. That's <laughs> such a good way to put it. I, I was like, gee, she's going to shoot you. She's crazy. She's going to shoot you. Yeah. Why are you turning your back? Yeah. But she didn't. And he knew. He I mean, this isn't his first rodeo. He's worked with criminals, I'm sure. He's a detective, but such a good show. Yeah, and he's like, you killed my buddy, my my partner. My best friend. Yeah, out here, that guy. And you think you're just going to get away with this and we're going to ride off into the sunset (laughs) and just forget about all of it? Because I love you because you dyed your hair and looked like my daughter. Creepy. Yeah, and I loved how he put her in her place and he defended his daughter Unto no end. Mm-hmm. She was pure and innocent, nothing like you. Yeah, as she's pointing a gun to him. Right. Well, that about does it, Andrew. I think so. <laughs> Can I just say, this is my first show with After Buzz, and I've had a blast and a really great season. It was an awesome show. And thank you guys all for watching, and thank you, Mindy, for being such a good host. And I'm just really glad you guys keep following me at Andy Fasano. I don't know what show I'm going to be on next, but stay tuned to After Buzz TV, and you'll find me. 
<laughs> well, and let me just share this. I'm going to be playing a lead role in a film that's coming out in June. And I'm so excited. It's going to be on the Parables Network. Awesome. A friend of mine, Bob Higley. I'm just going to give a shout out to him tonight. Bob, we love you. I was just in Chicago with him earlier this week. My husband and I have produced this film and it's called One More Round. Kevin Sorbo, you know, he used oh, to be in Hercules. Hercules and he was in God's Not Dead. <laughs> Speak, you know, that kind of fits into a lot of the wrap up of this show tonight. Mm-hmm. And last year, that movie made more than a hundred million dollars. Wow. Worldwide. So, um, that's where things are going now. And, uh, he's in our film, Kevin. Sorbo and Jeremy London, who used to be in Party of Five. Yep. And then also my husband, Tommy Lee Thomas. Aww. I love you, baby. <laughs> and uh, my daughter as well. So we're Yay. just we're thrilled about this coming out. Uh, Bob Higley at Uplift TV and Parables Network. They're going to run it. We're going to do a big TV interview this next month. So Amazing. anyway, if you can get it, one more round. Yeah, awesome. And thank you to Ori for joining us today. That was amazing. It was really special to have you on. So cool. And what a season. Thanks for joining us all season long. I'm Mindy Thomas. You can reach me at Mindy Charlotte. And I guess that's going to do it. That's it for us, guys. Have a great night. Thanks for joining us here on After Buzz TV. God bless you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Dig you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.